Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Carousel Dick Jokes. I'm your host, cracked writer Chris Rattlemile, and this week we are bringing you a special two-part Oscars episode. Part one is going to be our predictions for the Oscars, and unlike other shows, we actually wanted to wait until after the Oscars to post this, just so you can see exactly how much we were talking out of our ass. Kathy makes several good guesses for Best Actress and Best Picture. Dave brings up an interesting theory about newcomers with funny names that was shot to hell when Lupita Nyong'o won her Oscar. And I tried to subtly sow my seeds of dissent about gravity. Okay, so joining us today from Texas, we have cracked columnist and author of Funerals to Die For, Kathy Benjamin. Hello. And we also have cracked quick fix guru, uh, writer over at Film School Rejects, Dave Bell. Hello. And it's Oscar season, so we're going to be talking today about who we think is going to win Oscars and why, and famous Oscar snubs. So, big one this year, as always, is Best Picture. We were talking about which ones we think we're going to win and why, and uh, we all seem to have different favorites on who we think is going to win. Dave, you said Dallas Buyers Club? That's correct. That's who I think is going to win. I'd say who I'd want to win is <laughs> tougher. Maybe Gravity, but I'm not even certain about that. That's a harder question. But yeah, I'd definitely go with Dallas Buyers Club. I've been watching all the best pictures and every single one I've watched, I've sort of had this like, oh, that was good. I don't I don't see the like universal appeal or that or it doesn't quite have that impact that a best picture had. And Dallas Buyers Club had an amazing performances all around. It was really well directed. The cinematography was really good. The story was great. It ended kind of on an anticlimactic note. But it just had that overall quality that I think best picture winners usually get. It wasn't too funny. It wasn't too sad. It just had this universal quality to it where it was great quality. Every performance was fantastic. And like it's it's really that quirkiness that never like Black Swan or like this year Her or Nebraska. Like those are the films that never win Best Picture because they're always too... Like eccentric. Yeah, exactly. Dallas Buyers Club had that level where it was really artistic without standing out in that sense. And I think that's an important quality for Best Picture. And so out of all the ones I've seen, I've seen every one except for 12 Years a Slave. I don't know how that happened. But out of all of them, that one seemed like the the champion in that sense. I think it should be 12 Years a Slave, definitely. I think um, of I haven't seen as many of the Best Picture nominees as Dave has, but I've definitely seen the front runners. And of all the front runners, that is the one that is the best, you know, most contained story, most interesting story. Um, it also has the benefit of not having as like as much controversy as Dallas Buyers Club has been having recently. It also doesn't star Matthew McConaughey, which I think <laughs> is I'm not taking anything away from Matthew McConaughey's performance because it was amazing. But I, you know, the Academy, it's the same reason Wolf of Wall Street isn't going to win. The Academy's not going to turn around and give, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio an Oscar and they're not going to give one to McConaughey, I don't think. So I think definitely 12 Years a Slave has that going for it. It's new. It's new people. It's a hip young director that everybody's very into that isn't going to win Best Director. And so they, they'll probably want to give him another prize. Um, I think... The other two options are just gravity, gravity because it was technologically amazing from what I understand. I haven't seen it. Um, and but I mean, Avatar was technologically amazing and it lost. So I guess it just depends on, you know, 
if if everyone goes, ooh, pretty interesting, you know, we're going to vote for this, then uh, I, you, before you compared it to Argo, I think um, definitely the same thing with American Hustle. Uh, American Hustle has so many people working on it um, that are big members of the Academy, that are Academy darlings. Um, and so it, it definitely, and, and that's what, exactly what happened with Argo it was like oh this shows Hollywood in a good way this is kind of the 70s this is in this is fun so those are my three but it definitely 12 years slave should win and I'm I'm fairly sure if I put money on it it would be 12 years definitely we should probably bet on this (laughs) (laughs) definitely well this is going out after the Oscars are airing so you know we'll we'll know next week who was an idiot and who was right okay never mind (laughs) I think it's going to be and now I'll just list everyone and you can dub in whichever one wins. I want to contest the Matthew McConaughey best actor thing, though. Maybe it's just the freshest movie in my mind. I watched Philomena and Dallas Buyers Club last night. Matthew McConaughey was just, just it was just him at his best. Like, he is so due. And um, I don't know, it's tough because a little bit of it is Matthew McConaughey being Matthew McConaughey. But looking at all the best actors right now, who do we have? Christian Bale, Bruce Dern, Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. Uh, I'm waiting for, waiting Chua- for you to say it. Someone I, else I looked it, it up. I looked it up. <laughs> Chuatel Ejiofor? Chuatel Effie. Eff- yeah, screw that. Is it offensive Matt, when we just okay. call him Chewy? Can we do that? Chew- no. <laughs> oh my God. Are we being racist right now? I don't know. I is that like maybe we're being racist? racist. Okay. Yeah. We won't call him Chewy. It's Chuatel. That, that's not too hard to say. Chuatel. Chuatel. Okay. Um, and Matt, I don't know about Chuatel. Um, Matthew McConaughey, though, out of all those, I mean, I loved Bruce Dern in Nebraska, but they never give it to the cranky old guy. Leonardo DiCaprio was, I don't think he really deserves best actor in a lot of things he's done. But um, Matthew McConaughey, I think, was just stood out out of all of those people. It's so hard because there was that year that Sean Penn won for Milk over Mickey Rourke for The Wrestler. And that was the best thing. That surprised even him. So it's so hard to predict these things, but... Do you feel like he that Matthew McConaughey is kind of fighting that that goofy uh, romantic comedy actor typecast that he had for a long time? I think so, and I think that's why he's sort of due for it. Is that it's like this is the first role. I mean, he was great in Wolf of Wall Street, and he's been good lately. But this is the first role that really represents that change. Yeah, um, I'm looking at like his filmography on Wikipedia, and. You know, it has all the films he's done, and then abruptly in 2011, like on the right-hand column, it has the stuff that he was nominated for, awards. And abruptly in 2011, you just see award after award that he was nominated for. And everything Mm -hmm. before that, there was like the Blockbuster Entertainment Award for Favorite Actor. It's interesting, (laughs) because he started all right. He did what? um, A Time to Kill? Yeah, that was the only other one that he he got any uh, nomination for. I was saying that Leonardo DiCaprio, like, I love him and everything, but he's never done a performance that's truly made me say, like, wow, he should get Best Actor for that. I think you're right in that, I honestly, I posted a Facebook status about this, that I am so torn over Best Actor. I don't think I can remember a Best Actor being this close. Not not between two people, but between, realistically, four people in at least my lifetime. You know, it's like... You have Leo, who is finally doing, you know, is finally being accepted. You know, he made Titanic. Everyone got mad at him. Uh, and so now he's finally being accepted again. And he was really good in Wolf of Wall Street. Also, he was my first celebrity crush, and I really want him to win deep down. 
Then you have Matthew McConaughey, who, again, went from ridiculously bad rom-coms to doing a role that was just transformative. You know, I mean, just literally, he lost how much weight, and everyone loves when you lose a lot of weight, um, <laughs> and, you know, looked terrible, did a great job. Um, Christian Bale, everyone in the Academy loves Christian Bale. You know, you can't... And he did a good job in, in um, American Hustle, so you can't count him out. And then... I'm, how do we say his name? Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel. Chiwetel, I mean, that, again, great role. I think, I think the movie was better than his role. You, the pre, the person other than the director who gets credit for a good movie is the star. So it's, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be close. Bruce, Bruce Dern, sorry, you're not going to win. Nebraska is the only, is the only movie I know nothing about. Nebraska? Yeah, I'd never even heard of it until I looked up the, uh nominees nebraska might be like if i had to go with favorite film out of the best pictures nebraska and gravity are kind of neck and neck right now nebraska is just a really it's a lot of people are shying away from it because it's black and white looks really depressing it's the director of the descendants um and i believe he did sideways he has a knack for taking these really depressing situations and making them funny Mm -hmm. and making you not depressed (laughs) <laughs> and that's what Nebraska is. It's about this goofy old man who thinks he's won a million dollars. And you're thinking, like, oh, this poor guy, it's like a scam. And throughout the whole thing, like, he's just, like, in this, like, he's in Nebraska. It's, like, really, everything's in black and white. It's dusty. There's nothing to do. And by the end, you kind of feel like these people are going to be okay. Like, and that's what that director's really good at doing is giving you people who you're like, how am I going to feel happy about these people? And then you feel happy about them by the end. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Dern didn't have to do much for that, which is why he won't get best actor because it's not he, he was perfect. He was perfect. It was in just it. like a really nuanced performance versus something overtly amazing. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why he probably won't get it. But he definitely deserves recognition for that role because like the whole role is you're almost can't tell if he has Alzheimer's or he's just an idiot. Is kind of the weird part <laughs> oh. of it. He's this, he plays the old fool, and you kind of feel bad for him at times. Other times you don't. And he was just like, it's clearly like him and his son. Like it's clear he didn't raise his son very well, so his son has very little sympathy for him. But you do because you know you're not his son. Yeah. It was a very nuanced role, and it definitely yeah it won't get. I'd be really happy if it, he won, but I don't think he will. So stepping back to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, I was kind of, I guess I think it's a little odd, or maybe not odd, that that this is the closest he's come, because I would think that the, the Aviator was probably the closest he came to winning an Academy Award, and I looked up who he lost to. I guess it was uh, Jamie Foxx that year for uh, playing Ray Charles. But is is there a feeling against Leonardo DiCaprio? I guess being typecast in some way, because he's done like fairly high-minded, dramatic roles, as far as I can remember, starting with Titanic. That's true. He's sort of, um, he kind of has that Johnny Depp quality to him, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Where he's very similar in a lot of roles. So did we, did we land on who we think is going to get it? I'm guessing Chiwetel, just from looking at the names and who's been, who's gotten an award already and who seems to be the most likely. Because I, I agree, I think, I don't think it's going to be Matthew McConaughey. And it just seems like, without having seen it, 12 Years a Slave, it seems, everything I heard about his performance seems to indicate that he's the, the most likely nominee. I'd say the safe bet is on him, definitely. Yeah, I'd say I think I want it to be Leonardo. I think it should be Matthew McConaughey, but I think it will be Chiatel. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. 
So who do we think for Best Actress? We have Amy Adams in American Hustle, Kate Blanchett in uh, Blue Jasmine, Sandra Bullock in Gravity, Judy Dench in Philomena, and Meryl Streep in August, Osage County. We don't even have to discuss it. There's, I mean, literally, there's not a question. She hasn't lost a single award until now. It's going to be Kate Blanchett. Like, there's not even, not even an option. Yeah, I could see that. I Meryl Streep is due for one more, and then she's going to be snubbed for another thirty years. <laughs> um, that's the pattern of Meryl Streep. That's a, that's going to go up in the Sunday's Quick Fix about that. She has this weird, and also, do you know Meryl Streep was thanked more than God in mm-hmm. acceptance speeches? <laughs> yeah. Because she's always nominated and never wins. Yeah, she's um, astonishing, though. I mean, she... Yeah. Did someone actually, like, find that, like, do the statistics on that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kate Blanchett, yeah, I can see that. I haven't seen Blue Jasmine. Yeah, I haven't um, seen that Judy either. Judy Dench and Philomena was... She was pretty incredible, I gotta say. I'd love to see Judy Dench win, but she probably won't. Um, do you feel like that sometimes that they don't give an Oscar to an actor or actress because they've already won and somebody else gave maybe not quite as good but also a really breakout performance Mm -hmm. that'll be jennifer lawrence this year for a best supporting actress Mm -hmm. sorry we're not there yet we can but um well i'm i mean i'm honestly saying like there's honestly there's no point in discussing best actress like every name an award name people's choice award i mean on every award has gone to kate blanchett it's not even there's no question, which is sad because I, you know, Amy Adams is getting into Kate Winslet territory of getting nominated and not winning. So it's pretty sad. And she was she was great in American Hustle as well. Mm-hmm. What was yeah, she uh, so. previously uh, nominated for? Um, Doubt, The Master. She's been nominated five times, so I'm missing two others. Wow, but five times. Those, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Kate Kate Winslet. I think won on her fifth nomination. So Amy Adams is gonna start getting into those records of nominated with no wins so she doesn't meryl streep it and go for 30 years (laughs) yeah (laughs) so you so you do think that sometimes the they they'll vote for maybe who didn't give the best performance but gave a great performance because they haven't won before because it's their turn yeah yeah I think the the Academy is very conservative in that way. I, honestly, it reminds me of the Republican Party. You know how they say that um, Republicans, the person who gets to run for president, it has to be their turn. You know, it's like it was, you know, John McCain lost to George Bush, but then the next time it was his turn and Romney lost to John McCain. So now it was his turn. <laughs> it's this. It's I think it's the same way in the Academy. It's like you have to wait your turn. Um, and then once you win, it's there are exceptions obviously tom hanks won two years in a row but basically kind of once you've won you have to wait a while that's why they don't give it i think whenever you know every now and then there's um a nominee who's like 10 you know Mm -hmm. or like and they never give it to them because it's sort of like you know fuck you you have your whole life (laughs) to do this like (laughs) Mm -hmm. unless it's an incredible performance like it feels like they only give the the nomination to them but they won't give them the award well they gave it to what's your name in the piano She's in the she's Suki, you know. Oh, uh, Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. She went for the piano. <laughs> gap between oh yeah, her teeth. she did. <laughs> she does have a gap between her teeth that annoys me. I remember for actor Adrian Brody for a while was the youngest. I don't know if that still is the case. Was that what, for the for, the pianist? For the piano? Oh yeah, yeah. No, the, the pianist. pianist. <laughs> Maybe it's just piano movies. How old was he when he won that? Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't a baby. No, he was... no, but I think he was the youngest at the time for actors. I like. I, I don't know if that's um, still true now. Where he was like, he was like twenty something. I don't know. Maybe that's just something I just made up in my brain. No, it could be right. 
I want to go down to actor in a supporting role. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I just watched Dallas Buyers Club and Jared Leto was uh-huh. awesome. We, we have uh, Barkhad Ab- Abdi. Abdi. He was great. And uh, Captain good. Phillips. Who who is he in that? I didn't I haven't seen Captain Phillips yet. He's the Smalley pirate. He was not an actor when they cast him. They were looking for authentic like people who could play Somali pirates, so they found a bunch of Somali um, American citizens here, and they did this big casting call. And him and like his friends, like the group he was in, won. And he was fantastic in it. It was a hard role too. He's not a two dimensional character. It's a lot of him and Tom Hanks, so he had to be good, and he was fantastic. I'd say it's between him and Jared Leto for that. Bradley Cooper was really good in American Hustle, but something tells me that both him and Jonah Hill with that more comedic roles. Like, yeah. And I haven't seen 12 Years a Slave, so I'm not sure about Fast oh, that, that's uh, Yeah, it's Kathy's boyfriend, isn't it? No, it's my boyfriend. I wish. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be fabulous. No, but the, the other thing, and we haven't brought this up yet, and, and um, I, I should have brought this up about um, Best Actor, is you cannot discount the Oscar race. You know, when they talk about campaigning. Um, Oh, yes. And, I mean, you cannot discount that. And when Best Actor, when I should have brought it up, Leo has been doing a fabulous campaign. Fassbender, I know we're now on supporting, um, he was had an interview a couple months back, and he he literally said, he's like, I'm not going to campaign, and I'm not even going to show up to the Oscars. He is now actually showing up to the Oscars, but he said that, you know, instead of campaigning, instead of doing it, he was like, I don't even care, you know, and it was so rude. And when you're a voter, you're going to read those articles, and you're going to pay attention to that. And if he had just done a good campaign, if he had just done a magazine interviews done some covers done some trade interviews he would ha- he would have been in with a chance but since he's refusing to do that um it's going to be jared leto all the way do you think like even if he had just not been uh so vocal about not doing it that he might yeah. have had a better chance i guess i should say the reason he's pissed is because he got snubbed for shame like he wasn't even nominated for shame mm-hmm. and that yeah that was a huge oscar snub i know we're going to talk about snubs in a bit huge snub him not getting nominated for shame so he's still bitter about that that was only like what two years ago so but still you know you don't throw your ball out of the sandbox and you know forever just you got nominated again deal with it leto has been doing a fabulous oscar campaign that actually brings me to someone this year who got snubbed um and it has directly to do with the fact that they didn't campaign at least that's what he said which is robert redford um for all is lost which nobody seemed to have seen which yeah. was <laughs> I've never that. heard of it until this second. Yeah. <laughs> it is a fantastic movie in the sense of it accomplished something that I didn't think it would. The script for All is Lost is about 30-something pages because the movie has almost no dialogue in it. And it's just Robert Redford stranded on a life raft in the ocean. That was the movie. It's about a man who his boat sinks and he has to survive and he you know that's why there's no dialogue there's no one he can talk to there's some there's a few lines here and there but it's basically just Robert Redford in a raft and when i went to see the movie all i could think is like how the hell is this going to be interesting and the first 20 minutes of it dragged i almost fell asleep and after that it kept my interest the entire time and it was incredible was there a shark um, um there there were sharks but they weren't a problem um, <laughs> they were friendly sharks and then there was a shark <laughs> that's actually kind of how i felt about gravity going into it i was wondering how they're going to sustain that because 
I mean, you could talk to George Clooney, and then as soon as he died, you know, how are you going to sustain this for the rest of the uh, the movie? But uh, I think it did a fair, fairly good job at that, at least. Yeah, that I that was a lot more happened than I thought would happen in that movie, mm-hmm. and that was surprisingly more edge of, of edge of your seat than I thought it was going to be. All is lost is kind of the same as that. It's a lot more about survival, and there's a lot more f- frustrating moments than there are scary moments. But yeah, they didn't campaign at all for that film. That's why, like, no one's heard of it. You know, he's not nominated this year for it. Mm-hmm. And this is Robert Redford. You know, like yeah. by himself in a raft. Like you'd think he'd get nominated for that, but nothing. Did Tom Hanks get nominated for Castaway? I don't know. I want to say yes, but I was surprised he didn't get nominated for Captain Phillips because I don't feel like this is a spoiler because it was based off a true event. So. After it's all over and the bad guys were shot at mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie, Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. Like you're like, you're doing a good job, Tom Hanks. You're being Tom Hanks. <laughs> you're doing your thing. And the last like minute is um, this scene where he gets picked up by, you know, the, the army. They pick him up. They bring him onto the boat and he's being checked out by a doctor and he goes into shock. And it's the most incredible performance of someone in shock I've ever seen. It's like uncanny. And it's this moment where you're like, holy shit, Tom Hanks. Like he just it, it's just like right at the end. And nothing else is that remarkable throughout the film. Like he's been holding it in the entire time. And then it's yeah, exactly. Like it really showed that. And it was like his hands were shaking. He has trouble hearing what they're saying. He's like really distant. It was just amazing. And it was like, it's not quite enough for a nomination, but that was one of those things where he nailed it. And that was probably one of the most impressive moments of acting I've seen this year or last year. Well, I was really surprised when that got nominated for Best Picture because normally when there's controversy, you know, the Academy's like, mm, which is, um, again, maybe why Jared Leto might be in trouble because now there's been some backlash against his role. But with Captain Phillips, the second it came out, everyone who had actually been involved was like, our captain was a jackass and nothing in this movie Mm -hmm. is accurate. He did not give himself up for us, you know, like blah, blah, blah. So I was really surprised it got Best Picture, but I, I thought it would be more like the, you know, Tom Hanks not getting nominated because, you know. They don't like when things... I mean, they they like things based on real life to be just real enough. That's it's the funny same thing with, with, with Dallas Buyers Club, too. Now there's a backlash against the movie as a whole saying, you know, this, this person in real life was, you know, at least bisexual, um, if not gay, and he wasn't homophobic, and this is all made up, and yeah. But it's way more interesting to lie about that plot point <laughs> in the film. Like, he says some horrible shit. Like, you don't like him that much in the first... This is Jared, Le- Jared Leto's character? No, um, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's what made it more compelling. What was nice about that aspect is they didn't, like, shove it in your face where it was like, you know, like, this guy hates gay people, and then he likes them because he can relate. Like, I wouldn't say as a bigot, but, like, they sort of... They didn't, like, make that too, like, cheesy, um, that aspect of it. And I thought they did good with that. It, it, yeah, it kind of sucks that that's not the truth because that was the more compelling thing. But obviously, they have to make everything more interesting. Do you think it's kind of comparable to like Denzel Washington's character in Philadelphia, where at the beginning he's, I don't know if he's overtly homophobic, but very clearly holds to the stigma of people with uh, AIDS and HIV? This is probably more extreme than that because um, McConaughey is clearly homophobic in this one. Okay. 
And the controversy is that the real life guy wasn't like that. No, and he may even have been gay. I mean, he they everyone who knows him said he was definitely bisexual. You know, maybe leaning more towards being gay, um, and that he wasn't homophobic. You know, wasn't homophobic at all because of that. And then Rayon obviously isn't an actual human being. You know, she's they say she's a composite character of like people that he would have met. Rayon being sense. being Jared Leto's character. I'd say from pure screenwriting perspective of knowing like what needs to happen in a screenplay, I always forgive when a true story like ridiculously changes the plot because sometimes life doesn't have a three act structure, really. So it's sort of important that like it's hard to keep to a story and not and make it interesting as a film. It's the same with adapting a book, you know, mm-hmm. so you kind of have to shit all over it in order to make <laughs> it good. Yeah, I mean, like some like because of the way the the movie, the pacing in a movie has to go, it doesn't always fit together with the structure of a book or a real life story. Mm-hmm. But I don't think stretching the truth on a uh, on a true story necessarily precludes it from being nominated or even winning. Because uh, that was a complaint about Argo in the real life Argo uh, operation, I guess. Canada played a huge, huge role in that. Like, they basically did most of the legwork. Like, the mm-hmm. U.S. came up with the plan, but the Canadian embassy is the one that actually executed it. And they basically just cut everything the Canadians did out of the movie and <laughs> said that Ben Affleck did it. I think if we made Canada the badass, people would leave going, that that can't be true. Yeah, no one Canada wants to hear about Canada. Badass. <laughs> do we want to touch on I mean this isn't really Oscars but do we want to touch on the trans controversy around Dallas Buyers Club or I was talking too, to someone about that I was talking to someone about that about how they didn't get a transgendered person to play the role is that mm-hmm. what the controversy is and they had well, that with trans that, America then, as well yeah that and then he um, he's Jared Leto's been kind of he said some things during award speeches that were a little bit inappropriate and or weren't as respectful as they could be, and things I didn't like hear that. About that. Yeah, what, the what ca- did he say? I actually back up because I haven't seen D- Dallas Buyers Club. I know he plays a trans character, but I don't know much beyond that. He plays. I mean, he's just wonderful in it. He he plays. Yeah, this trans character who sort of like breaks Matthew McConaughey out of the homophobic phase that he's in in the movie. Like, I wouldn't say comic relief, but it's definitely a more like lighthearted role in it. Um. He's the one that has to die in order for the movie to progress. Like, he's the one that you have to care about, you have to like, and then he has to die. <laughs> and then you you get sad. And so it did a great job with that, like, because the character, from beginning to end, it's sort of, I don't know. It's just, it was just a really solid role for um, Jared Leto. And, and it's not even that it's oh sorry I was just gonna say it's not even that um, the character she's trans it's that she's trans and she's an addict and she's dying of AIDS it's like yeah an she intense also, they, role <laughs> that's I guess that's what I liked about it because they also have her um, go to um, her father for money and he, she has to do that in a suit as like a man and they show that whole thing where like that's that was what was great about the characters they show she's just completely unsupported by the world. And it's that where it's like dying of AIDS. Um, father won't, doesn't want anything to do with her. And Matthew McConaughey is sort of that one thing. And it just shows that that's what, like they were talking about. You were saying that it's a combination of many different people. Mm-hmm. And that makes a lot of sense. Cause that character has every problem that you sort of associate with someone who was trans during that time. Mm-hmm. And they sort of just give it all to that person. Yeah, but yeah. I think Jared Leto did it really well. 
So it wasn't even just so much showing it, it's like it actually made you really comprehend how alone they are and how the kind of struggle they have to go through. Mm -hmm. And I think in the terms of plot, it just that's what the represented the cause, you know, it represented what all these people were fighting for the people, you know, they'd sort of wrapped it up in one character. There were other characters, obviously, but that was definitely and that's why it was sort of like you had to like this person and then she had to die <laughs> <laughs> and you had to be sad yeah what was what was the controversy over what he said i i haven't heard anything oh about this. he just well for one the character is and i don't this is probably the wrong word but it's the word that comes to my mind is kind of mincing like it kind of reminds me more of a straight man playing a gay cross-dresser than a straight man playing a trans woman you mm -hmm. know what i mean i mean and i don't know if that was his choice or if that was the material he was given or the direction he was given um to play her but it definitely was when i first watched it, i was a little bit hmm. and then he did some amazing interviews probably with his publicist sitting right there um that were really respectful and talking about um the the things that he did to prepare and everything and how he'd talk to other trans individuals how he had a trans consultant and then he got up and accepted his golden globe award and he I, there was one one award i think it was that one where he talked about his ass and then another one where he talked about getting waxed and it was just like where you know he took this whole idea of this brave portrayal and was just like oh this is what trans people go through they have to like wax you know, it was just hmm. well, it, like it wasn't as respectful. And then he got told you could tell he got told not to say things like that. And then all his awards after that, he was like, I want to thank all the rayons out there. Hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like trivialized. Yeah, it definitely, you know, he had done such a good job making you feel during his campaign, making you feel that he really, really had tried to understand this character. And then he got up and accepted an award and totally blew all that goodwill out of the water. I wonder if he just didn't like because it's a very significant role right now, you know, mm -hmm. for the time we're in. And maybe it didn't quite hit him or something right away because like, I don't know, that's so bizarre. What do you want to talk about? Best supporting actress? Yeah, because yeah, we've gone through everything. I mean, we don't have to go down the whole list, but I figure best supporting. Oh, um, yeah. I was just looking at it, and June Squibb is my favorite. She's in Nebraska, but she probably won't get it. We have Sally Hawkins, Jennifer Lawrence, another unpronounceable name from 12 Years a Slave. Someone wants to Lupita. tackle that. Lupita. Lupita. You can Lupita. pronounce. We can say Nyong'o, isn't it? It's like Nyong'o. I don't have Nyong'o. I have a Slate article with all the pronunciations of the, the difficult people. Let me find it. Nice. Well, Lupita is Mexican because she was born in Mexico. And I saw her on, I want to say it was on Jimmy Fallon. And he um, she was saying that in um, her culture you name your children after kind of the events of the day sort of thing. And so she was, since she was born in Mexico, they gave her a Mexican name. Okay. That's just why she has Lupita as a name when she's, I believe it's Nigerian Kenyan. You should probably know that. Her, her last name is Enyango. That's gorgeous. Julia Roberts for, uh, August. She's also nominated. Austin I fucking County. hate Julia Roberts. <laughs> I have to do, she's I hate her so much. She's never impressed me ever. Yeah. I thought the Aaron Brockovich, win was really weird like that wasn't a particular I, I like her as an actress but i didn't think that was a particularly powerful performance in any way see that's how i feel about jennifer lawrence in silver linings playbook 
She's such a good actress, and they wasted what could be her one Academy Award ever on that. Like, what? She wasn't terrible in that, though. That movie was was horrible. That movie was a piece of trash. I was, it was, I had to turn it off. I couldn't even. Oh. Uh, I want to know why. Yeah, why? let's hear about this. It was just—it was just so. It was schmaltz. It was just so bad. Like it wasn't Bradley Cooper at his best, and Bradley Cooper not at his best is not that great. It was just a ridiculous plot. Like what was even happening there? I—I I have to say I didn't see the end because I had to turn it off when they start making the parlay bet. When it's like, oh, we have to get five at the dance competition, and that's when I went, are you serious? This movie is going to end with a dance competition and they have to win the dance. Co- and it's going to be. And oh, I just couldn't. It was so bad. And like her role is fine. But like, have you seen her in anything else? I mean, Winter's Bone, which she was nominated for. Fucking amazing. That is what this girl is capable of. And they gave it to her for that. Yeah, I actually don't really remember hearing about her before the Hunger Games or I guess she was an X-Men. That's tr- That's right. Yeah. Anything before that, I don't remember really hearing about her. She was in a supporting role in a bunch of, like, indies. Poker House, that one about the American guy and the British girl. She played his girlfriend. Yeah, I've seen her. It's, like, my goal to see all her movies. She's just so good. She is. She's adorable. I love her. I know, and she's not getting the backlash. She keeps waiting for the backlash, you know, because everyone loves her so much. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not really coming yet. But see, talking about campaigning, she hasn't been campaigning at all. She hasn't gone to, like, anything this award season. Even when she's... She didn't even go to the BAFTAs, and she won. Because <laughs> she's been, like, totally laying low. Because she knows. She's so smart. She's getting really, really, really good advice. Them saying, you know what? There's going to be backlash against you if you're not careful. Supposedly, she doesn't even want to win the Oscar. because, And, you know, I don't think she should. Because then there will be backlash. But who who do we think would win um, supporting role for actress? I think Lupita is probably going to win because she is like everyone loves her right now. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely loves her. And she just she hasn't put a single I mean a toe over the line. Even her outfits everything she's worn has been like she's literally perfect right now. It's kind of disturbing. She's kind of a newcomer isn't she? This is her first role out of film school. Yeah, so I'm going to say she won't win because um, I have, it's in the upcoming Quick Fix, a prediction or a, a pattern I've noticed is that, that newcomers with weird names that everybody loves never win. <laughs> they just don't. Um, it's just That is a very things. specific pattern that you've noticed. <laughs> yeah, they just don't What's win. another example? Wait, um, didn't uh, Monique win for Precious? She did. But Wasn't she the, a newcomer? Uh, Monique? Yeah. She's been around for a while. But not but, an Academy uh, Award nominated films. But who else was nominated in Miss Precious? It was... Oh, Gabourey Sidibe. Exactly. I know Weird that's name. her name. Weird name, newcomer, didn't win. The girl <laughs> on Beasts of the Southern Wild. Who was that? Oh, goodness. Don't even... <laughs> I have no idea. I can't. I can't. It starts with a Q. Um, didn't win. Weird name. True but grit, she, and she was a kid that. too. Yeah, yeah, that's also part of it. But newcomers, um, newcomers, weird names, um, just don't—they don't win, and then they tend to disappear. Which you know, I hope doesn't happen to this actress. But that's just going by what I've observed. 
is that they, it just doesn't happen. I don't know why. <laughs> is it just actresses or is it actors too? Actors, actors with weird too. names. Actors too. Although it tends to be actresses. So you don't think Barkad uh, Abdi is going to win for best supporting no. actor? No. He won the BAFTA. Did he? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the pattern with the BAFTAs, but he's uh, he's got a lot going against him. Specifically, his name. For, uh... <laughs> also, specifically, the people he's up against. Yeah, that too. Oh yeah, you guys need to see Nebraska. It's June Squibb in it was probably the best part, um, and that's saying a lot because the movie was great. And she plays his wife, who's just completely fed up with him, who's just a ridiculous human being. But um, I don't know if she's an actress or not, because the point of that film was to cast people who didn't seem like they were actors or who were extremely normal. And she sort of reflects that. And I would love to see her win because um, out of the supporting roles, she was definitely the most genuine at the same time being the most extreme like role, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And so that's I don't know if she will, but that's who I want to win. Yeah, Dave, I just want you to sit down for a second. Nebraska is not going to win anything. <laughs> Just it's okay. Everything. Yeah. What are we missing? Do we want we do we want to do director, screenplay, anything? Do we want to talk about past stuff? Um, we should have a long conversation about um, sound editing. <laughs> uh, gravity, from what I understand, Best sound yeah, it's going to it's going to go to gravity. Yeah. In fact, that's like the first movie that I've seen in a while that I actually are just like, wow, sound editing and mixing. Like most of the time when something wins, it's just like, all right, I guess I'll trust you that that was the best. (laughs) But that's the first one where it's like, oh, yeah, I really did not like the Like part of it was just me getting pissed off about that one scene to begin with. But that Mm -hmm. the the score sometimes was just really disrupting. Like there were a few moments where it's almost hokey where, you know, she sees something shocking or scary and then they do like the loud blast of whatever that was i don't <laughs> whatever I don't instrument makes that horrendous sound <laughs> what the like the inception trumpet almost yeah like... it actually reminded me of the like like the overture for uh for 2001 you know where it starts out and it's just a black screen and you oh, hear those weird that. sounds like that's what it reminded me of yeah 2001 got away with it because like it's just not it hadn't been done before also, if you think about space, it really deserves that kind of soundtrack. Like, planets and shit. Like, you can't have, like... Yeah. It's just gotta be just ridiculous orchestra. But I don't recall Gravity having a soundtrack that I particularly liked. Yeah. So I'll take your word for that. There were there were a few moments. Like, there, I think there's one, I want to say, there's, like, a point where she's kind of floating in space and, like, a very peaceful... And the, and the music they have playing for that is great. But then the, the moments when it gets scarier and tense they play the like that inception type sound and it goes it, i feel like it goes on too long and it just mm-hmm. it feels very like b mo- like b horror movie hmm. like almost like the psycho strings kind of thing but that was just me well this about wraps things up for part 1 i hope you enjoyed listening to our half baked predictions and gained some valuable insight into the intricate inner workings of hollywood from three people with absolutely no industry connections Part 2 will be posted later this week and deal with famous Oscar snubs and who we would like to go back and give awards to. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Gravity is a bad movie.